Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy who was in the fifth grade when 9-11 happened, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing today? Um, I'm, I'm doing, doing very well. Um, doing very well. How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing, uh, wonderfully. Um, <laughs> I hate sports right now. Um, why? What happened? You, you, you already nitpicked at it earlier. So, you know, before we started shooting, but Mariners didn't have a great series. The Seahawks got trucked. Just not a good time for Seattle sports. Kraken need to hurry up and come back and make the playoffs again. So, but mm. other than that, day off today, had an all right day, and uh, have a day off tomorrow. So, yeah. Looking on the bright side. There you go. Look, looking on the bright side. Looking on the bright side. Got to got to remain positive. There's way way too many doomers currently in the Mariners fandom. Um, you know, I try to, I try to avoid fights with people on the internet, but when they make very bad arguments, it's hard for me to, to hold back. And I'm sure you're seeing a lot of bad arguments, all the, the, the doomers, the Scott must go people, the Jerry must go people just, uh, they're out and they're out in full force right now. All there is about it. You know, I try to avoid a lot of that stuff. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I feel like, uh, I feel like I actively don't try to seek that stuff out. So, um, try to come with an open mind. So there you go. Typically I'm really good at just typing my message and then deleting and be like, this isn't worth my time, but just had to intervene a couple times this weekend, but. Before we get into everything, guys, uh, you know, our Mariners notes, our review of the terrible Rays series, um, you know, I just want to thank everyone for coming back and listening to another edition of uh, Forks Down. Um, You know, if you're a returning listener, you've been with us hopefully for a while now. Um, You know, we're seeing a lot of a lot of new viewers come in, but a lot of uh, a lot of consistent viewers, listeners, whatever you want to say. Um, So welcome back. Thank you for supporting us. Um, if you're a first-time listener, hey, thank you as well for supporting us um, at Forks Down. You know, uh, even if it's one listen or you know you, you choose to follow us, um, you know, permanently going forward, uh, you know, just thank you for that. We we very much see all the all the stats and and enjoy it. And um, you know, Bo and I are both glad that you know our voices are going out a little bit and you know, we're having fun doing it. So uh, if you haven't hit already, go hit up our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on threads, just search forks down podcast. Um, you can also hit like, and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Um, you know, I mistakenly drop them once in a while, so you'll get them early. Um, but other than that, Hit like and subscribe. It helps uh, get more visibility on the the podcast. And also, if you can, go hit up uh, 
you know, whatever podcast listening app you're listening on and uh, hit five stars for us. That'll help drive us up and get more visibility as well. So all that being said, Bo, let's, uh, let's move to some Mariners notes. We got quite a few going in or coming out of this last weekend. Um, you know, let's start with the, the obvious one that happened during the race series Mariners. Uh, I think it was the Saturday game. Luke Weaver played a pretty extended role. Um, didn't really have a bad outing, but, um, you know, just wasn't cutting the bacon. He got DFA'd and the Mariners recalled Edward Bezardo, who, if I remember correctly on the Sunday game, gave up a home run. So we, what's up with our relievers, man? Like it's just, it's killing me. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk extensively. I would imagine about um, the pitching in this episode. I don't know what else you could, where else our attention could really go to. Um, but uh, yeah, things just, I don't think we're going Luke Weaver's way and Luke Weaver's kind of like a better Darren McCacken in like a way that you just kind of want, you know, a guy that can pitch a lot of, pitch some bulk innings for you and your bullpen's taxed. And that's kind of been what Luke Weaver's role has been with the Mariners. And yeah, I think they can think they can probably get maybe just as good of like just a good of uh you know time out of Darren McCacken at this point. Like uh, I don't know what they're kind of all the thought process going into this is, but like yeah, but Luke Weaver also I don't think is going to be a guy that <clears throat> you know is going to come out and <clears throat> be able to hold things down for you either. Right, gave up run runs and all of the starts. Um, you know, I think only struck out three three or four guys during his time. So I understand the move. Um. You know, we might, we're kind of coming to the end at this point. So I don't really know how much we're going to need the, like a bulk guy. I think we're probably going to need one at some point with just the way that Brian Wu's not been pitching. And um, yeah, we'll see how it kind of all shakes out. But I was a little surprised because I kind of thought there might have been a little bit more in the tank for, for Luke Weaver to at least make a couple more bulk, whatever you want to say, like the kind of starts we saw in Tampa Bay where you start with an opener and then Luke Weaver goes for a little while because. Um, the bullpen's taxed the bullpen's taxed to a point that it's just, uh, I think it's really affecting everybody in that bullpen right now, maybe save for like two or three guys. And, um, yeah, I don't really know where our next bulk option is going to come from, but, um, the bullpen is going through and through something right now. I think that, you know, with the bullpen being taxed, it's got a, a big effect, effect, not just on the bullpen, but on the starters as well. You know, it's putting a lot of pressure on our starters. Um, you know, we're going to talk about George Kirby. I know you, you've got a little bit to say about what he had said after his start, but, um, you know, you could see, you know, you, there, these pitchers are going out expecting seven, eight innings and they're not hitting it. You know, I, I think <laughs> I can't remember the last time the Mariners have had a quality start, you know, they probably had one in the last three weeks, you know, and, and so, um, with, with the bullpen being very taxed as it is, you know, there's no break. The Mariners are playing. We're shooting on Monday night. The Mariners are playing the Angels at home. So they just had to travel from Tampa Bay across the country back home to Seattle to play a game on Sunday or on Monday. So it's like, um, you know, it's very, very difficult um, to try to rest the bullpen at that point. And then, you know, you're putting all this pressure on the starters. You know, we, we kind of saw with George Gerby. He kind of, he kind of let out, you know, a little bit, but, um, you know, with how much of a competitor he is and, and Logan Gilbert and Luis Castillo, it's probably affecting all of them at some point, you know, and it, it, 
it sucks. It, it really sucks. Um, I think this is the time of the year. Again, they weren't bullpen arms, but this is the time of the year where they were kind of missing Robbie Ray and, and Marco Gonzalez because they were innings eaters. You know, Robbie Ray has gone, you know, a full season of starts and, and, you know, Marco's been known as kind of being an inning eater. You know, he could have been what Luke Weaver was at this point, you know, um, we, you know, shakes out the start of the season. Those guys don't get hurt. Do we see Brian Wu at all this season? You know, do we see Bryce Miller? You know, I, I don't know, you know, and they're going to be in an interesting conundrum next year. You know, it's almost like you don't want to get away, give away any of that pitching because, you know, you're seeing kind of the pitching breakdown of this season. But, um, you know, kind of circle back around like the bullpen. Man, it just I, – I can't name one person right now that I would trust in a game right now. You know, I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping that was just a couple-week thing and we get it out of the way and then we come out and start dominating again. But, um, you know, it's just – it's tough. And it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive more into it, but on the, uh, I guess the offensive side of things, the, the big note, Mr. Kelnick is back tonight in the lineup against the angels. So, um, all very exciting. Um, Cade Marlowe was, uh, you know, optioned back to Tacoma. Um, I think in red, like we kind of thought maybe Haggerty, but I think probably Cade Marlowe made the most sense there in terms of just you know he's kind of we've kind of forgotten about Caden Marlowe a little bit right has kind of playing time has really kind of gone down um the offense has kind of taken a dip for him so I think it made sense um but you know hopefully there's maybe a spot for him in the future I know that when we do a retro on the season right his uh, grand slam against the angels will probably be one of the biggest moments of the year but um you know I think you know, outside of that, I'm very happy to have Mr. Kelnick back and hopefully we can get a little bit of that uh, September Kelnick that we've seen in the years past because, uh, you know, I think a little bit more offense to kind of protect some of the pitching issues would be really nice right now. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say the offense probably wasn't quite the problem. You could say in Thursday's game they were the problem, but Mariners got the win, but, like, they were scoring runs. It just came down to the bullpen, um, you know, struggling. So, um, you know, obviously – offense only gets better with Kelnick coming back. Uh, I will say he's in fine form tonight. First at bat struck out. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's not the case going forward. You know, you could say it's his first game back, some pregame jitters probably wants to show that he belongs out on that field and wants to get over the foot injury, kicking the, the water cooler. So, um, one thing you had on here and you just removed was Prelander Brillo was on the taxi squad. Um, not much news there. He's not on the team right now. I would assume he's probably just in Tacoma, but that is another arm to watch out for. If uh, Basardo really uh, isn't what the Mariners are looking for, the relief um, core needs another arm. So. Well, let's jump into the race series. And <laughs> after watching Thursday's game, I didn't didn't think the Thursday game would be the uh, best Mariners game of the weekend. But uh, here we are. It was the best Mariners game of the weekend. A one nothing victory in Tampa Bay. La Pedra, Luis Castillo, Sarton. You know he picked up the win. Uh, he's twelve and seven. His ERA is 
pushing closer to under three. Um, you know, he did have four walks, but I would say his his outing was a pretty successful one. Only gave up four hits, and um, the only time this weekend that the bullpen um, I think was uh, worth it <laughs> is because they came in and over three innings didn't give up any hits. Isaiah Campbell had to uh, his a hold and had three strikeouts. Matt Brash had his twenty second hold and a strikeout. And Andres Munoz came in, picked up his twelfth save of the season. Um, two Ks, one base on ball. Uh, the final line for Castillo was six innings pitch, four hits. Like I said, four walks, eight strikeouts. I mean, a a, a good game for him. It was a very you know if you if you don't like uh, pitching performances. Um, it was certainly a boring game to watch, but um, you know, Mariners were able to pull out a victory in Tampa Bay at Tropicana. Yeah, and uh, the way I, the way I've been thinking about Mariners baseball this last week, and maybe going back to the Mets series, is like pretty uncomfortable. That's the way I would describe Mariners baseball, and like that's kind of what I thought. Like you know, Lapidra had, you know some decent moments in this game did strike out eight, like I said. Right. But, um, it was just uncomfortable, right? Like the first couple of innings, he walked guys. There was a lot of guys on the bases. It just felt like the Rays were very close to scoring runs a lot in this game. I'm pretty sure the Rays were very frustrated with just like, yeah, Luis gave him a lot of opportunities and they just didn't really take advantage of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just uncomfortable. And that's just the way that's just the phrase that I would use to describe Mariner baseball right now, which is super uncomfortable to watch, but, um, yeah, Luis, um, the velocity was down a little bit in this game, which I think is something we saw in his last game as well. Um, so I don't think he was as dominant again, did did enough to at least eke out a win in this one. Um, I think with Luis, I'm really curious to see what a start at home is going to look like for him. I feel like he needs to get a little bit of a reset, just like a lot of guys on the Mariners need to get a little bit of a reset. But um, yeah, I think, like you said, Luis did enough to hand it off to the bullpen. Isaiah Campbell did well. Um, Matt Brash, I thought, did relatively well. If you're going to talk about you, some, you mentioned guys that who you would trust right now, I would probably trust Matt Brash. I would think more than a lot of other guys in the bullpen, but um, yeah, then I think you're at the end of the game and I'll bring up the word again, right? Uh, Munoz makes it just uncomfortable, right? Makes it just uncomfortable with um, hitting a guys and walking another one. And um, yeah, makes you feel like you're going to lose that game. So we eked this one out is the best, is definitely the best way to describe it. Yeah. I guess looking at the stats and saying, you know, relievers didn't give up any hits in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. It would be a good thing, but you know, Munoz did come in, uh, hit the first batter he saw. I think it was like the second pitch to put Luke Rayleigh on. Um, Cal Raleigh bailed him out. Um, you know, threw out Luke Rayleigh. Heck of a throw, heck of a play. Um, and then he walked. Proceeded to walk the next batter. So um, <laughs> again, not not making it easy. You know, if you, uh, if you're, uh, you know, got high blood pressure, you definitely got to take your blood pressure medication before watching the game. Cause, um, you know, Munoz has been running it up quite a bit. Um, but you know, a win's a win and you know, you can't ask more from what we got Thursday from the pitching staff. 
Um, maybe I would have liked to see Castillo go one more inning. You know, his pitch count wasn't going to allow it, but you know, um, it's it's been kind of kind of weird seeing the last few weeks and Mariners starters not going seven plus innings. You know, uh, just we've been so dominant all season, and it just it's not happening. It's not happening anymore. So, um, offensively. There's, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, um, Mariners mustered five hits. Uh, Tampa Bay mustered four hits. Uh, the game running, the game winning run came in the second inning. Mike Ford singled home. Uh, Luis Suarez, and that was that was the scoring. Not much to talk about there. Again, I I, I emphasize this from what I said earlier. Like, I didn't think the Thursday game, you know, especially how the Mariners' offense has kind of been, you know, kind of making sure we, we pull out some games. I didn't think the Thursday game was going to be the best game of the whole weekend, but it was. It just came in a pitching, pretty decent pitching performance and one run. I don't know. Yeah, I we were very lucky to get this one, and – Maybe you thought that, um, you know, if you were the Rays, you'd be pretty upset in this one and maybe anticipated maybe the Rays might have been just been going through a little something, but um, that was obviously not the case as the uh, series wore on. So there you go. And it easily, <laughs> it easily could have been a series where we took three or four. We're talking about that with the Red Series, you know, it easily could have been a series that we won. And, and the Mariners were ahead for most of, uh, what was it? Most of Friday's game, you know, until the seventh inning, they were ahead. And then they were ahead in Saturday's game as well, you know, before a walk off into that. So it's like it easily could have went the other way. You know, the Mariners taking three or four. But, you know, pitching was the problem. The bullpen was a problem. So let's move on to Friday's game here. Mariners, like I kind of spoiled it earlier um the mariners lost seven to four um we had the mariners had george kirby on the mound and he was facing taj bradley and taj bradley um is someone that went to seattle earlier in the season the mariners kind of did well off of him and the mariners offense continued to do well off of him you know they his final line ended up um only given up six hits, but four runs, all of them earned, you know, walked a couple people, gave up three home runs. So, I mean, they, the Mariners did more than enough offensively. I feel, you know, I, you said it early in the season, blue, um, four runs should be able to win this ball game, you know, and certainly it, it should have. And for the first six innings, we were on our way to that, you know, um, the wheels kind of fell off in the start of the seventh. Um, Kirby only lasted a, you know, six and a third. Um, only gave up five hit, five hits, but also gave up four runs. Gave up a home run. Uh, had two walks, which the two walks came in the first inning and like back to back batters, which is completely unlike him. So he's going through something. You know, had six Ks, but then he comes out at the end of the the game and they're asking him stuff, and uh, you know, he comes out and says. I probably shouldn't have been out there knowing that this bullpen has been taxed. You know, Scott comes in, 
in Friday's game and goes, we need to we need to get some innings out of our starters because this bullpen is is hurting right now. You know, so it's not quite the answer you want to see from Kirby after the game. You know, it, it the, the loss solely isn't on him. You know, he had a, a part in, in the loss, but, you know, everyone says he's a competitor. And so you don't expect him to come out and make these statements. Yeah, and you stole what I was going to say, Rick. Um, but anyways, no, like... Uh... <laughs> No, I, I think it was obvious that George was pretty upset with himself about, <clears throat> I think, probably the way the game started. I was listening on to the radio, and I guess I think maybe listening on to the radio gave me a different perspective but because, like, I'm not watching it, and I can't really see it live with my eyes. So, like, when I hear that, like, George Kirby starts the game off with a walk, and then two batters later he hits a guy, and then he walks a guy after that, I'm kind of like is this real right now? Like, is this, is this like, like, like just, I was trying to compute. And then there was like the fact of, I don't think he's given up three walks and like, you know, a single inning and how, I don't know how long. So like, it was all very weird to me. And I think that that frustration for George was kind of boiling because he just didn't have his best stuff. I think, um, you know, did throw the fastball a lot in this one and the velocity was up. So there were some good signs there, but, um, you know, was getting a lot of swings and misses, but, uh, yeah, the the stuff with staying in there and giving up the home run. Um, I just don't think you can say those kind of things, man. Like you, you have to like that. It lacks a awareness of just how your bullpen's pitching right now, and an awareness of you know that the next day, and maybe you don't, maybe they don't explicitly tell you this, right? But like you know, the next day you're probably gonna go to a bullpen day. And like, it just lacks a very like biggest side of awareness to like, even just kind of think about that for the most part, right? Like your, your bullpen's taxed, like, you know, any extra innings you can give to them is, is a win. Right. And it's just, uh, I think I'm, I'm just like you, I'm frustrated. Cause like, we always hear about what kind of competitors these guys are and, you know, they come to the ballpark and they have their head on straight and everything else. And like, is this really, that didn't really sound like somebody that was like, Oh yeah, I want to have the ball. And you know, I want to have the ball and I want to try to help our team win. So it was just, uh, if this happened on Sunday, Saturday or this happened on Sunday, right. It would have been a perfect capper for the whole entire road trip. Um, but the fact that it did happen during this road trip, you know, just adds more intrigue to just, you know, what a garbage road trip it was. So, um, frustrating. And I know he, I know he apologized or whatever, walked back statements the next day, but, um, you know, I think regardless, hopefully it's a learning moment, but still frustrating to, I think, hear that from a guy that, you know, we want to be a future ace someday. So super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I mentioned this before we started the show. I, I really think the comments kind of show his age. You know, we got to remember that is his only second full MLB season and you shouldn't necessarily hold that against him or, you know, not hold that against him. Take that into consideration, I guess. But, um, you know, he, he, he just seemed young. He said something that he probably didn't mean, but in the heat of the moment, you know, it's like when you're arguing with your wife and you, you decide you want to go for that low blow and you say something. And then like a couple hours later, you're like, man, I feel really terrible for saying that. Like, I feel like that's kind of the position he was put in was he said something he probably didn't really mean, but in the heat of the moment, he was pissed. And then, you know, he had to come back the next day and be like, yeah, you know, I, I want to be that competitor. I want to go out there. I want to, I want to throw these innings, um, you know, and obviously he probably had a talk with Scott too, 
you know, the last thing they asked in that whole post-game conference was, is there going to be a conversation? He goes, oh, yeah, there's going to be a conversation. You know, the next day he showed up at the ballpark. I'm guessing Scott was there waiting for him saying, hey, let's go have a talk. You know, so, um, you know, I hope, I, I hope, I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. I hope this is, you know, part of getting the monkey off your back and and we can return to good Mariners pitching performances, but um, we, we certainly didn't see it on this road trip at all. Um, uh, outside of Kirby, Campbell got uh, got put in the game again. Um, he only lasted two and a th- two-thirds of an inning, uh, had given up one hit, but that hit was a home run. Uh, ended up being a two-run home run, had a walk, had a strikeout, and then Dominic Leone came in for the eighth inning and uh, gave up two hits, one of which being a home run. Um, you know, we could talk about Weaver getting DFA'd, um, and I probably wouldn't be mad at you making that argument about Luke Weaver being DFA'd, but I, I really should think the play here should have probably been Dominic Leone getting DFA'd. Um, every time I see him come into a ball game currently, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, you talk about Munoz coming in and making it uncomfortable, Bo. Every time Leon comes in, I'm like, he's going to give up a home run. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's just, it's not working, right? It's just not working right now. And, um, you know, if, if it was, if it was just the home runs, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be too worried about it, right? But there's also, I think, in this series, I think he walked a guy, I think, to start off an inning. And, you know, the walks are, uh, you know, pretty high for him in t- in, on the season just in general. And, um, yeah, so, like, I just – it's just not working. But I think the – you know, the question is for this Mariners bullpen right now is, like, okay, you get rid of Dominic Leone. Um, do you trust Praline Baroa, who was struggled when he was up there as well? So, like, there's a little bit of a – Mariners are a little bit of a bad situation with some of these guys that are at the end of their bullpen of like, where do you go next? Right. Edward Rosardo also had, you know, not a great outing in um, this series as well. Um, Trent Thornton was the opener in the, you know, the, the game. Um, so like a game on, was it Saturday? Right. Or yep. yeah, Saturday. Or Sunday. yeah, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday right. and he looked okay, but like, um, yeah. So like there's just some ends of this bullpen that I just don't know okay, you don't trust him, but also where do you go, right? So, like, is Dominic Leone a better option than Prelander Barroa? I don't, maybe, I don't know, right? Would you rather see Prelander Barroa? And I think that that's getting close to a point where you're saying probably with Dominic Leone. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Offensively, um, Mariners end up getting seven hits. Um, they were out hit by one hit by Tampa Bay. Um, JP had a rough series. I'm not going to talk much about JP because I think he ended up getting a couple hits in Sunday's game, but those were the only couple hits of the series. Um, in Friday's game, he went 0 for 5. Uh, Julio went 1 for 4 with a home run, a solo home run on the third inning. Um, Cal Raleigh went 1 for 4 uh, with a solo home run in the fifth inning. Uh, Gino went 2 for 4, had a uh, home run in the second inning and I'm trying to figure out what was it Dylan Moore was that a double Dylan Moore with a double 
um, you know, scored the other run. So that's where the four runs came from. Um, Canzone, Dylan Moore, and Teo had doubles, like I said, with all the home runs. And then runners in scoring position, one for seven. Team left on base, six. Um, one thing we looked up before we started shooting bow is, um, you know, left on base. How many runners did we leave on base? And it certainly, you know, maybe we didn't scrounge up a lot of hits or get on base a lot, but there didn't seem to be a lot of runners left on base. You know, I don't, I, I, I think you can take that as, uh, you know, the offense was scoring runs when they were getting people on. I think their most left on base, I think it was eight or seven, I think in Sunday's game, but um, you know, 22 runners in in four innings, you know, from what we've seen in the, from the Mariners previous, isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things because we've seen a lot worse this season. Yeah, and I think uh, especially to, especially against the Rays, right? Um, Rays have a good bullpen. Um, you know, their starters have been pretty competent with you know filling in with a lot of injuries and what have you. So again, I it's it's difficult to make a case that the offense was. <clears throat> the problem in you know this series especially uh you know you get three homers in in this game in particular julio um continues to be locked in um you're getting contributions from guys like sam Haggerty and josh rojas it was it's really difficult to make that to make even make a case that it was any sort of the offense but um and you can take that as a takeaway right a positive if you're if you're looking for if you're fishing for something in this series is that I think the offense, they didn't egregiously, I think, have a lot of swing and miss. They didn't uh, maybe save for the Sunday game a little bit, but um, there were some positives from the offensive side. A lot of guys had hits in this series um, and up and down the lineup. And I think for the most part, it looks like they're going to be able to keep us in games. Um, and you just kind of hope that that's going to continue and there's no revert back to what we saw earlier in the season. But um, again, they look somewhat fixed from the earlier parts of the season and you kind of hope that continues. And, um, yeah, again, difficult to point anything on the, on the, on the offense in this one. Yeah. I went back, you, you mentioned the strikeouts. There wasn't a lot of strikeouts from the offense. There was six in Thursday's game. I think there was nine in Friday's game. And now I'm looking at sat- Saturday's game and they only struck out seven. We'll move on to Sunday in a bit and we'll, we'll get to the strikeout total there. But again, not a lot of swings and misses. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just came down to the pitching, honestly, which is, which is something we haven't been saying a lot of this season, you know, when it started the season was a lot of the offense, you know, the Mariners just aren't scoring runs. How many times have we seen George Kirby get Felix and Luis uh, Castillo getting Felix, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of the opposite, you know, this part of the season where we're scoring runs, but you know, the pitching's not great. So. Um, so the, the Rays won uh, Friday's game, excuse me, Rays run one Friday's game, um, with a big inning in the seventh, they scored four runs, took the lead. And that was that, um, you know, Saturday's game ended with a walk-off Mariners lost seven to five. Um, and it was Salcedo who picked up the loss because Yandy Diaz hit a two run home run in the ninth. You know, we needed Saucedo to go out and um, push it to extra innings and uh, just couldn't give a – I don't know why we were pitching Yandy because Yandy's one of the best hitting first basemen in the league right now. Um, wasn't all-start this season, but uh, 
yeah, not a not a bad decision. And honestly, it wasn't. You know, Weaver got DFA'd in, after this game, but like we were winning for you know whatever six innings, seven innings. So we were gonna win a game and on a bullpen day, and it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah, just uh, incredibly frustrating, right? We talk about losses that occur when George Kirby goes eight innings or, you know, you get a really good performance from Julio and then you end up losing, right? Um, you know, in this one, when you have a game that a lot of people say the same thing that frustrates me all the time, they say, oh, it's a bullpen game. What do you anticipate to happen? Like, well, like, that's just why would we just bend over, right? But like, the fact that you had the chance, opportunity to win in a bullpen game and that your offense got to a pretty good pitcher in Aaron Savali, who's been pitching really well, um, <clears throat> and you're not able to come out and win that game, even though, you know, you you had good offense that day and your team was doing, you know, relatively well, right? Um, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I've said frustrating 10 times on this podcast episode, and I'm going to continue to say it. it was just a frustrating frustrating game on the Saturday side of things. And, um, you know, Luke Weaver, I think was probably part of that, right. They'd give up four runs. Um, you know, just couldn't really, I think, hold it together in some parts, but, uh, the Rays gave you a lot, a lot of opportunities in this one too. Right. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I, it's just, uh, it's just really struggle is to kind of put together this, the words of like, this was a very winnable game. And even this, like the tone of this podcast be very different. The tone of Mariners community would be very different right now. If you just, if you just break even with the race, right. If you go two and two, we're a game and a half up on the Rangers. The tone of this would be very different. And this would have been a great game to do it. And we just, uh, just let it go. We just, uh, didn't let it happen. Right. So, um, frustrating. Yeah. And like you said, they got after the offense got after Aaron Savale. He gave up four runs in five innings, and that pushed his ERA to two nine six. He's been pitching very well for the Rays, and the Mariners tagged him for four runs. So, again, you can't really say it was the offense's fault. Um, Trent Thornton, you know, let's just go over the pitching side of things real quickly before moving on to the offense. Trent Thornton went two innings. Gave up a run, but it wasn't earned. Had three Ks, one walk. Um, his ERA now for the season is 188. Um, Luke Weaver went four and a third. Uh, gave up four hits, four runs, all four earned. Two walks, two Ks. I think Spire gave up one of the runs. Like, you know, inherited a runner. Because Spire went two and a third. Gave up a hit and a walk, but didn't get tagged for any runs. Um, Topa came in. You know, you want to talk about the most capable reliever right now? Probably be Topa because he came in in, what would that be, the eighth? And um, didn't give up any hits, had two strikeouts. And then Sacedo came in for two-thirds of an inning, and he gave up the game-winning home run, the um, walk-off home run to Yandy Diaz, who didn't even start the game. It's another thing. We had Yandy on the bench, and Mariners, again, were playing well, and she couldn't pull it out. So, um, offensively, Julio went two for four, scored two runs, had a, his 29th homer of the season off of Aaron Savale. Um, you know, that's 29th home run, his 95th RBI. Julio's 
Oh, still on that heater. Looking good. Hitting 282 coming out of this game. Um, Haggerty went one for two uh, in a pinch hitting situation. Kansas only got two at-bats. Um, Ty France went one for four. Rojas went one for two. Brian O'Keefe went one for three. And, yeah, that was that was six hits. That was all six hits from the Mariners with Julio being the lone multi-hit game Mariner. Um, Dominic Hanzone granted into a double play. Team runners in scoring position, one for eight, left on base four. Josh Rojas had his 11th stolen base of the season off of Aaron Zavale. And that was that. That was the Saturday game. Again, um, I... I I know how I was feeling, Bo, after the game because uh, I don't think the home run call was even done and I just took the earphone because I was listening on the radio. I took my earphone out of my ear and just put it away and said, well, that's not great, but uh, I'm sure you were probably feeling the same way there, right? Yeah. Um, we were getting ready to leave and I uh, said, I have to watch this, and then it happened and – said let's get out of here fast I want to get get this out of my mind so uh there you go i do have a gripe with uh in this game i have a gripe with the uh the people that set up the the home run fence there in tampa bay because i was uh very upset by the brian o'keefe um mm-hmm. uh home run that got taken away from him um i mean it was probably the right call but uh man he just just like just like a foot, a foot lower, right? A couple inches lower, and that thing would have would have been out. So, um, would have been a special moment for him. But uh, yeah, just uh, and then I think the double play happened right after that. So, um, it was just like legit, like the next pitch <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, it was. It was just like up. I was kind of. I had customers. I was ringing up, and I heard home run. I'm like, okay, cool, good job, Brian O'Keefe. And then, oh, this is being reviewed. Oh, it was a double. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. What? You know, yeah. and then the next play, I wasn't even focused. I hear, and Brad O'Keefe just got doubled up. I'm like, oh man, yep, what the heck? So, yep, so, uh, yeah, just kind of that was Mariners baseball for the race series. So, there you go. Yeah. Moving on to Sunday's game, the series finale, the one that the Mariners should have took to, uh, you know go two for two or two and two on the series. The Mariners end up losing Zach Elflin picked up his 14th win of the season for the Rays. Bryce Miller picked up his fifth loss of the season. He's eight and five on the season. Um, I mean, pitching wise, <laughs> just what do we say? Bryce Miller went five innings, nine hits, five runs all earned. None of those came on home runs, at least, which is good on him. Um, a lot of doubles, though. Uh, let me count the doubles here. One, two, three, four. At least four doubles off of Bryce Miller in the game by Tampa Bay hitters. Um, so a lot of extra base hits that weren't home runs. Um, did push his ERA over three, so he's at a 4.05 ERA. And then uh, after Bryce Miller got taken out, Edward Bizzardo came in, um, did give up a run on two hits, had three strikeouts. And Dominic Leone, you know what? I'll I'll give Dominic Leone credit here. He came in in the eighth inning, uh, didn't give up any runs, uh, had one walk, but struck out two. So 
better outing from Dominic Leone. Um, but yeah, pitching wise, that was that's what we got on Sunday. Yep, and um, yeah, I think it it caps uh, it caps a storyline for this Mariners pitching staff now that um, we are a. Uh, I know that it looked it looked worse than it was the series, and you know even the Red series and the Mets, but we're uh, we're pretty average when it comes to pitching on the road. Right. We talk about our great pitching staff and everything else. And we are a superb pitching staff when it comes to home when we're pitching at home. That is, I think we're the best pitching staff um, in terms of ERA or very close to the top in ERA at home. Um, but uh, yeah, when we go on the road, we're, we're much more pedestrian, right? I think we have a four ERA on a, oh, as, as an away team. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a struggle for the Mariners. So um yeah, it was just it was tough, tough, tough to watch. Let's put it that way. Oh, the whole entire series, the pitching side of things. Yeah, yeah. Quick look at the offense here. Um, like I said, JP picked up a, a hit, his only hit of the series in this game, one for four, at three Ks. Julio went two for five. Cal Raleigh went one for four. Uh, Tail went one for four. Mike Ford went one for four. Josh Rojas went one for three. Nine hits. Um, over the course of the game for the Mariners. Um, I accidentally hit backspace <laughs> here. Um, no home runs for the Mariners this game. Haggerty, Josh Rojas, and Gino all had RBIs. The one RBI for Gino was his 85th of the season, um, and it came on a sack fly. Uh, runners in scoring position, 2 for 11. Team left on base, 8. And... That got us a one and three um, <clears throat> series against the Rays. That got us a three and seven road trip overall, you know, for the Mariners, um, you know, visiting New York, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. So certainly, you know, I know we expected more, obviously. Um, Mariners fans expected more, but. Man, there's just like I said, it, it was particularly after probably the Saturday game, but Sunday was pretty bad with uh with people coming out of the woodworks and and thinking, you know, that we need to fire Scott and Jerry, which I don't know. Just <laughs> feel like that's the case every couple weeks at this point with with certain fans. Yeah, I that's I mean that's it's bound to happen, right? Team's struggling, and yeah, I think there's just frustrations abound with a lot of people. But um, I, uh, you know, I think this this series to this series, this road trip, what have you, um, really highlighted some some chinks in the Mariners' armor, some you know whatever you want to call it, some issues that were lying under the surface, um, especially on the pitching side of things, and expose the Mariners as a tough team that a team that doesn't pitch as well on the road. And uh, yeah, I, I said I was going to pull these numbers, so I finally did it. But um, the Mariners have played 34 games in the Eastern time zone this year, and they've only won 13 of those games. Um, they have a 38% winning percentage when it comes to playing in the Eastern time zone. So um, it hasn't been friendly to the Mariners. Um, 
you know, they needed to get back home. They needed a little bit of a reset, but um, I think if, and you know, I think we are still trending towards a playoff spot, right? Like I know that there's a lot of um, concerns out there right now about the team and how they're playing. Um, and you know, if you want to call it a collapse, go ahead. Right. But there is a team that's really struggled and really is looking like they're collapsing in the Texas Rangers. And they're really the team that we need to beat. And we're going to play them a lot. So I think we're better than the Rangers. Um, uh, but you know, even if I think, even if I think you get to the playoffs, right. Um, as it stands right now, um, the Mariners would probably be playing the Rays or they'd be playing, um, you know, maybe the twins, um, but they're gonna have to travel. It looks like. Right. And I, I think there's, I think there's serious concerns, right. If the Mariners end up playing, you know, four games for the first games in the playoffs or the first series on the road on the East coast right now, uh, the mayor is really showing up to that series. Cause it just looks like it's a struggle to travel away from Safeco field or T-Mobile park. Should I say at this point right now, it, forever in our hearts, Safeco field yeah. forever in our hearts. Um, you make a good point. It's, it's going to be tough on the East coast. And I know, I think it was going into the Sunday's game. If the playoffs started that day, um, they'd be in Tampa. That's where they would have been playing. So, um, not very good looking when, you know, you're staring down the barrel there and Tampa is a legit possibility of where you're playing come playoff time. So, um, Mariners flew home, didn't get a break. They're playing Monday against the angels. Um, you know, they got a four, was a three game set against the angels. Uh, and then they have Thursday off. Logan Gilbert took the bump in Monday's game against Reed Detmers. Uh, game is currently tied 3-3 in the sixth, so we will review that more in the next episode. Um, Tuesday's game is Brian Wu versus Patrick Sandoval. Um, I'm, I'm sure Wu's probably going to start here since his last start ended up being a bullpen day. And then Wednesday's game, the Pedra, Luis Castillo versus Chase Silseth. This is this is a... I'm, I'm not even going to say this is a must-win series. This is a series... You're playing against a depleted Angels team, a, de- a depleted Angels squad. Uh, Shohei Otani was supposed to be back on Monday. He ended up getting scratched, so you need to win Monday's game. But you got to sweep the Angels here. Angels are ten games under 500 going into Monday's game, and um, you know the Rangers won Monday. So if you don't win, you're out of a playoff spot now. The Rangers take your spot. You know I know we've got a lot of games coming up against them so i wouldn't be too worried right now but um you know you want to keep pace you need to get back in winning form against the angels a a bad team i I thought they were going to be bad this season you thought they were going to be bad this season and they ended up being bad this season and the wheels are kind of falling off you know show probably gone but uh they came out and said recently that if mike trout wants to trade they'll trade him so yeah this is a team you need to sweep against. Uh, sweep. Um, I, you know, you need to sweep. Uh, you're, you're hopeful that the, the blue Jays and the Rangers could do some damage to each other and all that. But yeah, I mean, I'll go, I'll say two or three, right? Like that's I, certainly, I would love a sweep, but like, I just want us to get, I just want us to win more than we lose at this point. And um, that's really what I'm hoping for. Right. I'm, 
try to be realistic with just the way that the pitching has been, that they might need a couple of days while they're at home just to kind of get a reset. But um, you know what? I'll hope for, I'll hope for a, uh, I'll hope for a sweep there. So um, hopefully they can, they can pull it out. Yeah. Hopefully we got the right guys do. Hopefully we got the right guys, you know, I think if you're asking me a game, right, I really want to watch that Luis Castillo game on Wednesday just to see if he can kind of reset himself from what's been a couple, I think, rougher outings for him lately. Um, so I'll go with I'll go with the old Luis on uh, the Wednesday game. Hopefully he can uh, pull something pull something out there. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Brian Wu does in his return to the mound. They need to get a good outing from Brian Wu. So. All right, Bo, let's end this show with um, you're actually got a prospect corner here. And uh, it's someone who just earned his first Bowman card this season. So, Bo, take it away. Yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, Josh Hood. Um, he uh, recently um, recently was promoted to, to Everett um, after a pretty good performance in Modesto. Um, hit 11 home runs, 18 stolen bases, good for a 279 average, 363 on base, 422 slug. Um, he's uh, kind of a more versatile second baseman, kind of middle infielder type. Um, <clears throat> if you were to kind of make a comp to him, if you remember Chad Pinter, that's kind of where Baseball America thinks he's relatively related to is kind of the Chad Pinter type. So may not be a guy that is like a top tier prospect, but certainly I think a guy that could eventually be a, like a utility like player for the Mariners. Some maybe he's related in a way to like a Sam Haggerty, but um, yeah, I was a sixth round pick last year. Um, it's kind of, you know, advanced up the ladder this season. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the, the bat kind of looks like uh, projects pretty well. I think Fangraphs really likes his bat and, I think baseball America likes his gloves. So if you maybe combine those two things together, I think you're going to get a pretty good serviceable, you know, utility infielder outfielder there eventually in the future. So, um, Josh Hood's is somebody to keep an eye on. I think, uh, is playing more second base in Everett, which I think makes a little sense, right. With Cole young and the other kind of glut of middle infielders, I think the manners have. So, um, yeah, Josh Hood, we'll see where he goes. And then the other thing you noted here, Bo, um, maybe you said it, but, um, you know, we've got a bunch of teams in the minor leagues starting their playoffs. Um, Arkansas is in the double A playoffs. Everett's in the A plus high A playoffs and the Modesto, the nuts they're in their single A playoffs. Um, you know, I know you follow them a little bit more than I do, but do they have a pretty good chance of winning those series. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Everett's got, um, I think Everett's, I think that Everett team is really, really good, right? Like, I mean, Harry Ford, Cole Young, the like, right? Like the team is just, I think really stacked for the most part. Um, so like Everett's got a really good shot, Arkansas, they won the first half, so they didn't, I don't think they took the second half or they, I don't I'm not sure entirely what the situation looks like there, but they're in. And I think that that's a little tougher to win sometimes when you win the first half, but not as well in the second half. So um, we'll kind of see where that plays out for them, but I think Everett certainly got a good shot and, um, you know, I think competing for those kind of minor league championships is, uh, is a really big thing for the guys. Right. Um, and it kind of gets them some experience obviously in those kind of game type situations. So all very positive for the Mariners minor league system. Good, 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 good. With the MLB team not playing as well, we definitely want to hear some, some good things from the minor league team. 
Um, especially since, you know, we've got a lot of prospects that we could be seeing in the next few years come up and, and be a part of this team. So, well, Bill, that's what we got for the show today. Um, you got anything else for the, the listeners at home before we get out of here? Uh, let's put a little cap on this. All right, Rick, you ready for this? So September 4th to September 10th. Okay. Uh, the Mariners, the Seattle Mariners. Okay. On a, on a week by week basis. Right. Um, so like Monday to Sunday, right. Monday to Sunday, um, had their worst week in terms of hit batters. Right. So well, I, I pulled the data. I didn't, I should have gone back further. Right. But like, since 2000, they hit the most batters that they've hit in a like a you know basically a seven week span, right? A week a week span, right? Um, yeah. Do you take a guess at how many batters the Mariners hit September 4th to September 10th? Thirteen. Uh, uh, you're close. It was 11. 11. I was a couple. The next said 15. The next closest week where they hit they hit eight batters. Yeah, that was the closest week since the year 2000 was, was eight batters. Wow. So um, there you go. 11 hit batters in seven days. Um, so, And they were lowest in the league, and I don't think they're lowest anymore. So Don't think they were lowest. And the fact that we only gave up 36 runs for the 11 hit batters is a little wild. But uh, there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Well, if that's everything for you, Bo, nice cap to put on what a miserable week it was for Mariners fans. Then uh, let's let's roll out of here. For all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys on Friday.